For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, I wonder, Bob, if uh, how many people take us for the McKenzie brothers? <laughs> what, what was it, Doug, and what was the other's name? Bob and Doug. Bob and I'll Doug Bob. McKenzie. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have a case of beer under the uh, under <laughs> well, the table here. Enough room for it. Okay, I'm Jim Gerhardt, along with Bob Williams, and again, I guess we uh, say that we're here to uh, try to lead the horse to water. And, uh, but we've never been able to make it no, drink. We no. have all the solution to all the states, all the people's problems. And can you believe this is our last uh, show for the year and for the decade? Isn't yeah. that crazy? Well, I want to, uh, to get to that very shortly here. Pondering the last decade, the last 10 years, I guess the challenge I would throw out there for anybody, yeah, and of course, we would it. ask your, uh, your response Comments. to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last 10 years, in the last de- what in the decade has the Jersey government done that's made your life better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything. No, there's, there's <laughs> not been too many notable things. I mean, they've certainly, well, they've wasted a lot of time. <laughs> well, they did a lot of bickering. Yeah. And uh, you nibbled around the edges of our problems here. But yeah. Absolutely. Well, the big problem in New Jersey, is it's, 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 it's like a 1,600-pound gorilla. It's bigger than right. the usual 800. Than the 800 yeah. And uh, that's property tax, and nobody will do anything about it. You have to go back, really, uh, to find a time, a, uh, a, a governor's mm-hmm. term, and it was an abbreviated term. That was the McGreevy governorship back in the middle part of the decade prior to this one and that anything was accomplished and and this to me is amazing here's a governor uh, Jim McGreevy who left office and under something of a cloud and yet during the three years he did three notable things one is reform of the motor vehicle commission the old mm-hmm. DMV right. which was a disgrace got that so that at least it's bearable now what you have to go through automobile insurance reform Mm -hmm. and so that was a big squawk now i haven't heard too much about that of late and uh, easy pass was a total mess at that time because the prior administration the uh whitman administration had given the contract for easy pass to a company in return for campaign contributions Mm -hmm. (laughs) or party donations and and they had no idea what how to how to handle it it. so it wasn't working well with the other states it it didn't work with the other states so mcgreevy got that one straightened out also after a very rocky start in this particular department he appointed uh, Rick Fuentes, Colonel Fuentes, as head of the superintendent of the state great police, move, which was a move, great, yeah. great move. Okay, so yeah. anybody so, has any idea? I, and I could be wrong, uh, but I cannot think of anything uh, that has been done in the last 10 years that really changed anything significantly. So it was 10 years of what they call kicking the can down the road yes. and, and building up more and more debt. Uh, getting the pension system more and more under because, of course, every time there's an election campaign, uh, you have to give more out to the people who are uh, the uh, entitled, the entitled group. 
in order to get the vote. So other than buying votes... <laughs> Right. But uh, we'll, Run, leave, we'll leave that as a running commentary for anybody out there. If you yeah. want to make your comments, what was the most important uh, story in New Jersey this past year or the yeah. past decade? Um, I was talking to a friend this week. One thing that didn't happen that should have happened, um, the building of that arc tunnel, yeah. the, uh, the, 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 the transit mm -hmm. tunnel. Um, think about that. If that had been approved back in 2010, 2011, when uh, Governor Christie originally had it on his desk and he, he vetoed it, if that bill had passed and construction had begun back in 2010, 2011, can you believe that tunnel would be opening right about now? And it probably would be going into service? Mm. Can you believe that? Well, the idea, that the, the idea at the time was that they wanted to take the money that New Jersey would have to put up. And at that particular time, when uh, uh, Chris Christie had to make the decision, I believe that the government was not really kicking correct. in anything. Is, is, is that correct. right? Yes. yes. And so the whole burden, these billions, would be on the back of New Jersey. His decision was that New Jersey needs that money to take care of the infrastructure as it exists. Right. Because no, there was nobody helping us. Prior administrations had spent all right. the, uh, the, uh, right. the highway tax money. Right. There was not on a big, other, uh, not on highway There taxes. was not a big financial coalition between uh -huh. the agencies that would be using that mm -hmm. tunnel. And it was just very, very disjointed. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's all about a so, can being kicked down the road. Yeah. What, that what? thing just get, kept getting kicked. And it, it still hasn't. It, it's nowhere near being decided it, if it's going to be built are we going to get a shovel it's, in the ground it's that? difficult though to fault him and, and lay no, all the blame no, no, on him for that but it because just circumstances just weren't right yes correct uh this was the tunnel that was going to come up in macy's basement i think so you could do right. a little shopping when you're right train it, it, it was also going to give more access to penn station and yeah. uh, and the transit and yeah. right now well i mean and then uh, a year later all of that damage with the with the big hurricane Nobody. So you had a lot of storm damage with that, with the existing tunnel, which is over 100 years old. Okay, let me. A couple of people here. Uh, Raymond says taxes went up along with fees. Well, that's mm -hmm. that didn't make my life any better. No, but no. That, that that was obvious over the last 10 years. And uh, Alex says government, New Jersey government today works in complete opposition to improving anything. But good point, especially if you work, pay taxes, and try to be a good law-abiding citizen. Mm -hmm. One of the, the fundamental problem, one of the fundamental problems here is uh, political careerism, mm -hmm. that people who are making the decisions on this, making the laws, uh, they are in that as a profession. And so maintaining and preserving, protecting that profession is the top item on their agenda, not what is going to happen to us. Everything, every decision is filtered through the question, what does this do for my next uh, election campaign? Right. So uh, this, uh, <laughs> I, I, again, I get back to leading the horse to water. We've talked about the only workable way that I have ever been able to dream up to deal with that is grip. The concept mm -hmm. of get rid of incumbent politicians, which you'll see on my hat. And it's, it takes some patience, but the only way you're going to get a politician's attention to deal with your problems is to threaten his job. Mm. You're not going to get anywhere debating the morality of a, of a particular issue right. or practicality or the economics of it. It's right down to what is most likely to get him reelected to keep right. that job. And it's the same as you and I would do right. to keep our job. Correct. 
Uh, and I think that's a perfect segue to talk about Jeff Van Drew. Jeff Do Van Drew. Yeah. Now, Jeff Van Drew, obviously, he just voted against impeachment of yes. the president. One of two. One of two Democrats. And uh, we're just debating. And, he, and he's also going to be changing parties, correct? Well, he says, yeah, he's going to switch to the Republican Party. But was it six or seven, seven, I believe it was, of his aides and assistants all resigned? Yeah, resigned, yeah. And they've gone to work now, we're told, for a it's government agency, which, of course, is a Democratic yeah. institution. Dan, is that correct? So, yeah, chaired by Frank Pallone. Okay. This, okay, Frank, in other words, Frank Pallone Congress hired them. Well, essentially, yeah. had them, Essentially had them hired. So the question is, right. did uh, Van Drew switch because of his nobility or because <laughs> he is kowtowing to the wishes of his district, which is a Republican district, and he realizes that if he doesn't reflect the views of his constituents that he's going to be out on his ear? Well, this, of course, this, of course, is fundamental to it. Again, it's preserving the job. Right. Uh, Jeff Andrew was good in the, in the, uh, the legislature, as legislators go. Yeah. He, was, he showed a, an independence, which is yeah. somewhat admirable. And he was crucified in the media this week for standing yeah. up and making uh -huh. that See, here's an, here's an interesting thing. Yes, he was vilified in, yeah. in media, political circles, for uh, not being loyal to his party. Right. Party loyalty. Now, I admire a person who's yes. not loyal to their party, Agreed. which yeah. means they gave some thought to something other yeah. than that. But the, uh, the the switch he was he represented a district that's very heavily Republican, and the only reason that a Democrat got elected to Congress was because the Republican candidate had been somewhat uh, tainted or discredited. Not that he did anything illegal or immoral, but but he had uh, lost favor. And he was a little bit right, I guess, of the the norm right. uh, in that particular district. And so uh, certainly Jeff Andrew, as a Democrat, has to uh, be aware of that because in two years he's going to want to get reelected to yes. keep the job. Mm -hmm. So he switched. Now, you could put it down to a matter of principle or you could say he's covering his backside. Or all of above, <laughs> uh, which I would like to think. You know, here's how things change. Uh, go back to John Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy wrote a book called Profiles in Courage. You won a Pulitzer Prize. Remember oh, that? Oh, I'll tell you about that one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he, he wrote uh, Profiles in Courage. This was about members of Congress who had shown exceptional courage. And one of them, one of the main ones, was after the, uh, the Lincoln assassination, uh, the president was uh, Johnson. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, oh gosh, it was right on the tip of my tongue. What was his first name? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson, yeah. I was thinking of Jackson. Andrew Johnson uh, became the president, and they brought impeachment charges against Andrew Johnson. I don't remember why, but the, the very parallel to what's going on right now. Now, the member of the Senate who crossed party lines to stop the impeachment uh, conviction was the one that Kennedy had hailed as showing great courage because he had crossed party lines, defied party loyalty, and had voted against the conviction after the impeachment process, and that he was hailed as a man of great courage. Now, Jeff Van Drew does the same thing, and he is, what, uh, an apostate, a heretic. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I tell you, looking for reasons, I, I was reminded T.S. Eliot, the famous poet, had written a play called Murder in the Cathedral. And this was about the murder, the assassination, and I believe it was the 13th century of the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas a. Becket, because King Henry II, who was on the throne at the time, had uh, sort of scratched his head over some opposition that the, uh, the, the Archbishop had given him, and he just shook his head at dinner one day and, and said, how do I get rid of this meddlesome priest? Well, a couple of knights heard that and said, ha-ha, we're going to get some brown points. So they go up and assassinate <laughs> the archbishop. But in the play, in the second act of Murder in the Cathedral, is a great line, and I think this might apply to uh, Jeff Van Drew. He said, this last temptation is the final treason, to do the right thing for the wrong reason. And again, I think he he may have done the right thing for the wrong reason. I I admire him for doing that. Yeah, really. I do too. Uh, because if nothing else, it, it's it's kind of good to uh, just break loose from this lockstep party loyalty. Okay. Oh, quick, oh I'm sorry. Quick story about uh, profiles and courage. Yeah. We were visiting up at UMass a couple of years ago, and we went to the Kennedy Museum up there. Mm -hmm. The uh, I believe the library's up there at the on the campus at UMass. Went to the gift store and we saw the audio version of Profiles and Courage. Uh -huh. So we had about a four hour ride home and said, let's pick it up. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to it on our way home. And the the uh, narrator was JFK Jr., John John. Hmm. So we figured, okay, you know, the son of the, uh, the author is going to do a pretty good job. Jim, when I tell you, after 10 minutes, we almost threw the disc out the window because God rest his soul, but John John is not a great orator. He was just brutal. I almost fell asleep. It was just not effective as a as a narrator. So I never really got through the book. I was really hoping to, but I was like, you know, yeah. Kathleen and I looked at each other like, is this John John really? Oh, turn this off. It's like brutal. Uh, let's go back now to people watching this. Bert, uh, Bert Fox. Uh, Bert says, you guys are really asking a difficult question. Uh, the question, if you didn't hear it, was what has the government done in the last 10 years that made your life better? What positive? <laughs> he said, you should be asking about how much stuff Murphy said he was going to do versus what right. he didn't get done. Well, he's got, well, he's got uh, daily briefings telling us what he's doing, and I don't think it's helping many people. Well, he's being, you know, miscongeniality. He's this using social media kind of to his benefit, yeah. I guess. Uh, legalized weed, the list goes on and on. Well, lots of broken promises. Well, that's that's par for the course. But oh, well, I, I guess that's uh, uh, valid question because we're still in that decade, I guess, for a couple of weeks or a week, right? Or what have you? Mm -hmm. All right, Adriana. Adriana probably got the the line of the day. Adriana says, I don't think I've ever heard one person in my life ever say, let's move to New Jersey. Mic drop, Adriana. When I was living in other parts of the country, you know, moving around as radio announcers generally did, and you'd see these uh, New Jersey tourism spots come up. Governor Kane, you know, New Jersey Puffy together. Everybody would break out in uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> He's saying, come to New Jersey. But, okay, so that brings up uh, the, uh, what's the moving company, Dan? I'm talking to Dan Alexander now. 
Uh, oh. who, who takes the survey about move, people moving into a state and moving uh, out of a state? Unfortunately, I don't know offhand. United Van Lines? I think no. it's United Van Lines. Okay. It's, well, it doesn't matter. It's okay. okay. A moving company, a big one. Uh, they did their annual survey, and they find out that New Jersey is the second uh, state, state for people moving out, more people <laughs> moving out than moving in. Now, 62% of people who have used their van line anyway have uh, 62% moving out, which would leave uh, 38% of people uh, as opposed right. to people moving in. Right. Now, I don't know who the people moving in are. We all know people are moving out, mm. <laughs> whether they're being snuck in or, right. or, or what's happening there. And what if we know? I guess we don't know what the number one state of people moving out. Oh, speaking of that, Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron says it has improved my life by convincing me to move. <laughs> oh, everybody, everybody thinks of that. True, okay. true that, Ron. True that. Okay, so we'll see what happens with, uh, with, with Jeff Van Drew. Uh, I rather admire him for doing that. Mm hmm. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see now. In two years, he has to run again. Right. So, uh, all right, what, what's next on the agenda here? D Dan, you, you brought up something early. You got a moment? Yes. Dan Alexander is our ace writer. If you look at the website, the news, you'll see all these great stories mm -hmm. written by Dan Alexander. Yeah, and uh, you brought up something. I wasn't aware of this, but it is an interesting thing, and it's kind of an ongoing thing yes. in two regards. One is in regard to the subject, and the other is in regard to the response to, to the to Well, the, the yeah. It was a, uh, a, a, a school committee woman from uh, uh, Jersey City. A, a, I'm sorry, a what? Woman? School committee woman. School, school committee, committee woman. woman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and she wrote, a, she wrote a piece for um, on her Facebook page, and she basically, uh, let me just, if I, just give me a moment, I'll pull up the story here. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, just so I can uh, sound somewhat intelligent. The, the, something about well, justifying what happened. What, no, what, what the, this we're getting into here, and Dan's getting the, the specifics here so we don't go yeah, astray, right. uh, is to me what's behind it is more than the story. It's the fact that somebody says something that is possibly true, but certainly uh, not a, what, a capital crime. Right. And yet they get totally vilified for it if it happens not to be in lockstep with the politically correct opinion du jour. And this is what we're dealing with. So, so Dan, what... Uh... So the school board member, her name is Joan Terrell Page, and she wrote on her personal Facebook page. In fact, she even wrote on the page, this is me talking, not I'm not speaking as part of the school, as part of the school board. She made that clear. Yeah, she yeah. Was, it was her own personal opinion. She wrote, quote, where, where was all this faith and hope when black homeowners were threatened, intimidated, and harassed by, and in capital letters, I want to buy your house brutes of the Jewish community. And then she also wrote about an aggressive manner in which black residents are being intimidated and the, quote, the assault on the black communities of America, which is sometimes uh, that practice is called, uh, as you know, blockbusting. Blockbusting, yeah. Um, she also wrote without elaborating that, quote, we learned six rabbis were accused of selling body parts. Some online commentators have pointed out this might be an inaccurate reference to the anti-corruption uh, Operation Big Rig takes down in 2009 that snared Hudson County politicians as well as five rabbis charged with money laundering and a Jewish-Israeli citizen who pleaded guilty to trying to illegally sell a human kidney. And on and on it goes. Um, and but the, 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 uh, just an observation, those two are unrelated, really. 
blockbusting and what happened in what 10 more years ago the famous jersey i think the point she was state. trying to make was that everyone was 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 coming around the jewish community which has which has settled in that particular the greenville neighborhood of of jersey in, city in where in the shooting took years. place yeah. in recent like years it's, it's become a, well, a a growing jewish neighborhood yes. there's a lot of yeshivas there that jc uh, grocer was a uh, was kind of the the center of the community and i think that her point was that while everyone is talking about how this community grew she's sort of she's talking about how how it grew in her eyes that the black community which was also there was kind of pushed out so she's speaking specifically about that. She's not talking about the Lakewood, the Jackson, the Mawa. She's just kind of making the comparison to uh -huh. that, and, that, that and same I guess practice. It, uh, I guess it uh, elevated to the point where people thought that she was condoning the behavior or justifying the be the brutal behavior of right. those people. Right. Okay. So, so uh, the upshot of it was that all hell broke loose. Well, Mayor Stephen Fulop. Uh, and Governor Murphy both called for her to resign. Mm -hmm. And tonight, the uh, Jersey City School Board is going to, uh, there's going to be a resolution calling for her to resign, and they're going to censor her, censure, what's that? <laughs> censure her as censure, well yeah. tonight at the, at the meeting. Hmm. Uh, That's a tough well, one. The, the, no, the, the thing is, if they want to censure everybody who feels that this expansion of these uh, communities... Orthodox communities. If anybody who raised an eyebrow of that or, or has had a problem with it, two thirds of the population of Ocean County would have to be uh, ostracized, I think, because we've heard that lots buying out the property. She's relating it though. It's interesting because it's an exact opposite of the original term blockbusting, which was used uh, when the uh, black communities we're moving into so almost vacated white enclaves in, in your cities. That, yeah. that goes back many and many a year. So that's what she's complaining about. But the fact yeah, that there but, was you know, murder and, and apparently domestic terrorism involved in this incident, I guess you cannot equate that when the, uh, the incident escalated to that deadly level. But I, again, to, to me, the essence of this thing is here's someone on Facebook, which is supposed to be private. We all know it isn't. Uh, and, and if you want to keep it private, uh, Facebook does its best to be sure that, you know, everybody in the world gets it. But the, yeah. see, that's the issue, and not only with this individual, but with anybody else exactly. in, a, in a public position. Yes. You can have a public yes. website, you can have your private thing, and if you pr profess your opinion on your private site, it really... It really just uh, messes well, with, with your public persona. And if it, 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 it jades your public persona, it, it sides you to one side. And if You're you have, if you have an opinion that is inconsistent with the politically correct view, as I said, de jure, then not only should you be what uh, corrected, mm -hmm. if you would, if you're if you're wrong, correct, like the lady in South Jersey who had talked about Hispanic, uh, what parents didn't watch their children. I mean, that's very easy to refute that and say, look, well, you're, you're wrong here. And she might say, oh, gosh, I didn't know that. I just heard the other things. And, and no, no real harm done. But you have to be really annihilated. They have to try to ruin you. Now, this lady, once all this censorship and everything is done, going to have one hell of a time getting a job. And there's going to be the whole uh, what liberal establishment's going to be after her constantly well, over she this has, thing. They're, they won't let up her life. On her Facebook page, she hasn't posted since middle of November. Uh -huh. And every 
every comment on her on every post on her Facebook page people are commenting about this particular about that post even though she's even though it's, it's no longer there uh, people are just you know, they're just common you know she could put a picture up of a puppy and people are going to talk but, about but this. what we've gotten to and it's just this is one instance Bob as, as you have suggested of a, of a very bad very sad broad pattern here and it goes back Pope uh, Innocent III who was the Pope uh, during the 13th century and so this this is this 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 uh, what idea that you not only should try to refute any other opinion but you should you should actually try to exterminate the person who had the gall to do it pope innocent issued a decree he said quote anyone holding an opinion of god that is in variance with church doctrine shall be burned without mercy 800 years, <laughs> same church, different pew, right. I guess. Not much has changed. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, moving right along here, there, there's talk, oh, there's, there's a group, they're proposing a new increase in the gasoline yeah, tax. What, what, I, I didn't hear much about that. What's going on? Well, I don't have any figures, and this is not in the legislature yet, but it, it has some pretty high-powered backing here. Uh, you're supposed to raise the gasoline tax to raise money for New Jersey transit. This is what this this is this increase would go for. That's what increase would go for. I thought we just passed a uh, threshold where they said they weren't going to raise. This is a different gas tax. A different one. Okay. <laughs> we're already up like thirty. And our new cents. and improved gas tax. We're already yeah. We're Only nineteen ninety five plus shipping and 39 handling. Thirty nine cents, mm -hmm. I believe, the new gas tax over the last three years. That's what that has been. Yeah. So we've got another one, Dan. What, what's the? Um, this is it. So let me. I, I'll, let me. David Matha wrote about this earlier in the week. Oh, good. It says uh, uh, I'll read from David's, David's article: the Transportation and Climate Initiative, a regional collaboration of several states, including, uh, uh, is pushing a plan to cut carbon emissions, reduce pollution, and expand the use of clean energy in transportation. TCI is releasing a memorandum of understanding by the end of the month that calls for 12 Northeast and Mid-Atlantic states, including New Jersey and the District of Columbia, to adopt a. Cap and invest system. The system would force gasoline and diesel fuel companies to essentially pay a type of tax for the pollution that their product creates. The money raised, an estimated three billion dollars a year, would go towards improving transportation. The plan calls for a multi-state auction, and anybody who is producing and selling gasoline that is used in transportation would need to buy credits to actually sell that gasoline. So there would be an absolute carbon emission cap set, and you would be you would buy allowances up to that cap. <laughs> the cost of buying gasoline credits would likely be passed on to the consumer. Well, of course, <laughs> of course who else? It could, quote, it could be anywhere from five cents a gallon as high as 17 cents a gallon That's on the most aggressive estimates they've produced so far. So instead of it being a, a tax, we our, our, the New Jersey state gas tax would remain in place, whatever that amount would yeah. be. And, uh, and then on top of that, on top of it. the price of gas would just go up. Yeah, well... All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, J.D., interesting uh, comment here from J.D. 49 other states in the Union, so if New Jersey is so miserable, why not move out? You know why people stay. It's because we make money here. I think it's more than that. Uh, it takes, which is one of the problems, uh, as has often been said, New Jersey is a great place to live if you can afford it. Yeah. 
And as Wayne Bryant, a uh, former state senator who got himself in a little bit of trouble, not over this, but as he once said, when somebody brought that up to him, he said, well, you can't afford to live here. Somebody was complaining about, you know, needing some help and how can we make it and take care of the family. He says, if you can't afford it, move out. And he was not a cruel man, so I think he just meant it as a practical matter. Uh, J.D., though, says it may not be the best place, but it's far from the worst. Uh, why not have all the privileged people shut up, <laughs> leave, and be happy elsewhere? The rest of us won't miss you. I'll bet you won't go. I don't want to go. I, I don't think I'll go. Uh, I like to go on days like today when it's 12 degrees, or like yesterday when we had that incredible snow squall, mm -hmm. and I couldn't see five feet in front of me on the road. That's when I want to get out of here. Uh, you see, one reason I want to stay is I, I love the people in New Jersey. I mean, a lot of people would say, well, you know, I don't like their attitude. I think it's great. I love the people here. I've lived in other parts of the country, a good number of them, and I never I really felt that comfortable with people because maybe I'm brashing out of line, too. I don't know. It goes right along with it. Uh, Eddie says, the state will not improve until we vote out all Democrats. And I would add to Eddie's and Republicans. Uh, they've been in control even with Republican governors, so things have not improved in the last decade. Term this, limits. This term is, limits, Eddie. This, this term is very limits. true, Eddie, but do remember, go back beyond this last decade into the decade before that when we had a Republican governor and a Republican legislature, both houses of it. They didn't do a blasted thing either. Crazy. Uh, and it set, just kicked the can down the road, rent up more. The, the basic uh, activity of the government, the members of the government, is buying votes <laughs> with public funds, with your money. <laughs> your money and as your notably said by a journalist named Sherry Sylvester one time, and I should have this embroidered on my sampler and hung by the hearth of, to ponder over a cold winter's night, <laughs> the, uh, that the, there is little legislation in New Jersey that does not create a financial opportunity for somebody. Oh, here's a positive one. Lisa, thank you so much for this. Lisa said, I got a very good education at Rutgers. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm sure you could do that. People, a lot of people do. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure somebody will call in. No, nobody's going to call in and say because of the Rutgers football right, team. Yeah, <laughs> love that football program. Very few people Oof. would do that. What else we got going here? The... Uh, uh, Oh, the driver's license for illegals, people in the country. Are is that, in this supposed to, that is a done deal? It's a done deal. Dan, isn't that not a done deal? The governor's, yep. governor's signing it today. today and tell okay. us how wonderful he is. Terrific. Great. Okay, so we have yeah, driver's license. And you so, know what that means? I, I would just uh, pontificate and say that uh, I think we're just going to wait for the other shoe to drop with mm -hmm. the auto insurance because who's going to cover the liability? You, me, and everybody who has auto insurance. Now, does that mean illegals can get auto insurance they well for that? the the i have no idea how it works uh i think there's a lot of questions here for example when you go to register aren't you pretty much automatically registered to vote at the same time when you go to uh, the the motor vehicle bureau now it's a different it's a different procedure they they uh but they have uh, they have access to that database, uh, right? Well, yeah. well, no. They, when you go when you go register when you go renew your license or go to whatever, you you have the option when you're there you can register to vote. Yes, it doesn't mean that you're. But when you get a license, you're not automatically registered to vote. You still but have to you go through could the if you wanted to. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So, I mean, the, the, what this is all about is getting the vote for people. To, what are 500,000 people, they say, in the state illegally? That seems like a lot of people. That, have, that would, if, but that's what's said. If everybody that's voted, a whole lot of Democratic votes. That would certainly tip an election. And they're going to get Democratic votes. The Democrats are tongues hanging out, panting over the prospect of this, uh, as they are about increasing the, uh, what, uh, the, the mail-in ballot thing, which yeah. offers all kind of op- uh, opportunities <laughs> for chicanery. Right. Uh, and they're going to get the votes because they have been smart enough to position themselves as the patron of immigration, and which is a very smart thing to do. Republicans who actually, during the Bush administration, the second Bush, opened the floodgates for illegal immigration because they thought it was going to help business. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it never occurred to them that uh, not two out of the whole migration are going to vote Republican. <laughs> so this is what it's all about. And now, you see, it's incrementally, we get used to this now. I see, I don't know why. Look, this is something, face facts. It, they're all going to be here. Now, there are some people being deported, and I understand that the Obama administration deported many more people than the current one, although nobody tells you that. But... Uh, uh, this this is going to be the future. Right. Why not simply declare a total amnesty to everybody, no matter how you got here, and say, okay, now we're, we're going to draw the line. You're here. You vote. You do everything under the sun. Get all the privileges, which you know, right. generally you do now anyway. Uh, but we're not going to let any more people in until we get this settled down, mm-hmm. figure out whether our economy can handle it or not. But I, that's going to be awfully hard. Interesting. Uh, but essentially what this fight is over votes of and, and, yeah. uh, and power, political power. Who, who's going to bat for the illegals? And obviously they're going to well, pay, uh, you know, be course. grateful. The illegal uh, citizens will be grateful, and then they'll vote for those that fought for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's human nature. And people, uh, yeah. You want to talk about... Um, the opting out for vaccinations? Yeah, that's an interesting, that's a very interesting thing, too. What happened is the legislature, the assembly, had voted to end the religious uh, opt-out for childhood inoculations. It went to the Senate. The Senate is stalling because the senators now are checking to see which vote is best to protect my occupational backside. Mm to keep the job. What, what's going to affect me most in the next election? Mm-hmm. Which is, of course, their, their stake now. How they're going to come down, I do not know. But, see, that's a tough one. And this is where government has really messed in its own nest. Because people do not trust, not only government, but you do not trust the, 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 the organizations, the corporations who are, in effect, running the government through... Do you realize that lobbyists... <laughs> They, the, the, I think it's the pharmaceutical industry alone spends $22 million a year in lobbying for each member of the Congress. Uh, this is not specifically for, you know, but the total amount they spend, and you divide that by 535 members of Congress. So that, by, and in return for that, you get pretty much to call the shots. So, again, there's a lot of distrust for the government that says it's good for everybody to have these inoculations, and that there's and there are there are commercial interests in this too because somebody's making the product. Yeah, and this is not necessarily evil. It may be that this is preventing all manner of uh, epidemics and pandemics. I do not know, but the problem is we do not know. Right now, if 
But people you- can opt out. If a mandatory vaccination program is going to prevent uh, epidemics, pandemics, and what, a dozen different uh, possible diseases or complaints, then... Remember, remember when, when people were lining up, everybody was lining, lining up for the Nile virus vaccination. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that, that's a, that was a pretty big story this past decade. I mean, I remember lining up outside uh, the senior center in town, waiting about two hours. Why? You don't, you're not a senior. Are you? No, no. The, 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 that's, where they, that's where they had the, uh, the inoculations. I mean, oh, oh, okay. Families, okay. The yeah, town. Yeah. But uh, I, was, I was lined up out there with the family, and everybody was, you know, crazed with that mm. inoculation. But, um, I mean, these religious exemptions, I mean... You think well, about it. You know, okay. I, we're talking basic flu shots here, aren't we? Well, we're I, no. I don't and think flu shots part measles, of it. No, no, right? no. We're talking about childhood inoculation, right. like measles and. Well, and yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Well, of course, always back against smallpox. That's been going for right. years. We all got that hundred years ago. But now, if these inoculations make a person immune for these possible outbreaks, then if there is an outbreak, they should not be concerned about it. The people who should be concerned, if this is all true, are going to be the ones who are not inoculated. And so this would be a logical consequence of their actions. Right. So uh, it, the fact that we are so suspicious, and it is the government now because the legislature is voting on, on right. this. In other words, want to establish that every child born, every suckling babe, and shortly beyond, gets how many shots dan do you know how i forget how many there are like dozens or so i don't know offhand i'm not 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 being a dad i'm not sure Uh uh-huh well you're you're not heeding the biblical admonition to be fruitful and multiply shame replenish the earth (laughs) you're not replenishing the earth okay but uh it's a hard one it's a very hard one I, i sympathize with both sides if what we are told by the government, by the pharmaceutical companies, by the medical industry, which is an industry now. Uh, Money rules in that, too, as I've said a number of times. We have Henry Ford now as the patron saint of medicine, replacing Mm. St. Mark. Mm -hmm. Because you try to go to a doctor, you see they all have sold out to a system. The system is only interested in how much money they can generate. And on the side, if the doctor has time, he might dispense some good, <laughs> some good advice, <laughs> right. but he's limited because he has a quota, and this is true. I know because I've been told that by by a number of doctors. So if what they tell you is true, then it is a good thing. I just spoke. Uh, I just spoke with Erin Vogt, our yeah. colleague in the newsroom. She says that at, at least a dozen shots is what yes. kids get between uh-huh. being between you know, six months and 18 years. So you're putting chemicals, you're putting things into human bodies that were not meant to be there by dint of our physiology and our makeup. Hopefully that this will do something good. But I can understand if people don't believe that. Because there are many people, uh, and, and certainly uh, well, holistic medicine, for example, is getting very, very big now, who believe that the human body was designed pretty much to take care of itself right to fight off its own mm-hmm. you know, so uh, it, it's it's one of those things that you can see some logic in both yeah. sides so of you this think thing. there's a happy medium to be found uh, I don't know what it would be because the government wants all total and there would not be exceptions unless there's, uh, some child is in some medical danger because of this 
Now, do you, do you have a? If not, do do you get inoculated on a regular basis? I had a flu shot. I had a pneumonia shot. Yeah, I, same here. I've had a. Uh, uh, oh, what's the term? Uh, oh, for heaven's sakes! Uh, what what is the the outbreak? The measles. No, no, not oh. measles. It it goes beyond that. It's similar to that. Yeah, e- <laughs> Ebola? Not, not scurvy. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody will know what I'm talking about. I, what, what was it? Oh, for heaven's sweet sake, it just won't come to me. Uh, anyway, I had another shot. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I what a, in the world? This is, yeah. this is craziness. I, I had a flu shot last year. For the fr- I get one every year. For the first time last year, I actually got the flu for a couple of days. I That's right. I, rem- I remember when you last, did that. Uh, last yeah. November. But yeah. for years, I've had a flu shot and I never had an issue. Uh. But uh, all of a sudden, last year, this year, mm-hmm. no problems. I had the flu and I had the uh, pneumonia. And I figure, hey, you can't, it can't hoit, mm. as it were. So um, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm talking about. <laughs> Help me, Dan. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, we're running. Well, oh, they, they have signs up at pharmacies urging you to get this shot. Was there's the flu? There's shingles. There's... Shingles, shingles. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah, shingles. thank you, Dan. So you had that? I had a yeah, shingle that, shot. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What do so, I win, Bob? Uh, you win. Uh, um, hey, you know, speaking of holistic medicine, I, I've had an interesting problem this Christmas because I have a birthday coming up, and yeah. in, in uh, soon a couple of days. I'll be right back. Okay, but I have, I have a birthday coming up, and. Uh, so I get presents from family, from people, and everybody sends meat. And I'm a vegetarian. Ah. I'm on a very strict vegan diet. Uh, may come off it, but right now I'm purely plant-based whole foods diet. And so I get all these packages of meat, prepared stuff. I eat no processed food, of course, coming in. So I have to trot down daily to UPS sending the meat back to people oh. <laughs> and trying, trying to apologize. You know, I never thought about broadcasting my diet among people. Did somebody say birthday? Holy mackerel. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Happy oh. birthday, dear Jim. Thank you, Karen. Happy birthday to you. Ha ha ha! You did it. Happy birthday, buddy. You want to tell him how old I am? Uh, no, right. If, if, Why? Is it all right? Yeah, sure, it's all right. I believe you are the double eights. Yeah, year. I will be. I, I will be. Uh, well, the, and the way we count it, I'll be eighty-eight Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, but you have but a the different way. way I, of... I count it like in the East, in the Orient, they count the year that you're in, <laughs> and so therefore I will claim that I'm eighty-nine. <laughs> that's fine. And uh, I don't know why. From your neighborhood? From yeah, your and country? people that's say, good. well, you said you're your eighty-nine. Village? If you do the math, you're only eighty-eight. <laughs> well, why do you? Because everybody wants to be younger. Well, I'll uh, tell you something. I hope I look like you and. Do what, what you're Holy doing mackerel. when you're when I'm 88. Hopefully, I'll get well, there. Well, I'm sure you, you will. Just, uh, you are just an incredible. Well, everybody, everybody can get there. Person. Yeah, I think it's a and matter. You've already of... shared uh, your your uh, secrets of uh, longevity. Uh, really? No Big Macs. And, uh, I had a Big Mac. I did in 1972. I had a <laughs> no Big Mac. No Big Mac, folks. <laughs> I loved it. Stop eating and I thought, now. I, I can't. I can't do this. Well, listen. Uh, we we uh, we really love you here. You oh, fixed well, thank here at the you. radio station. That's, that's, and, that's very nice of everybody. You know, and uh, thanks to Karen and also a couple other people here at birthdays. I, Dennis and uh, Jessica have birthdays today. Yeah, thank you. I, I uh, well, Dan, you have a birthday Saturday too. Yep. Right. Dan Happy Alexander. Happy birthday, Danny. So yeah. okay. So a lot of great December birthdays. Beautiful. 
What yeah. kind of a cake is that? It looks, it's uh, not a vegetable. It's not a broccoli cake. No. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Looks pretty chocolatey to me, Jim. I, I said thank you to Karen because she's the only person yes. I could see looking around here, but uh, to everybody. And Jennifer back that is, that is and very, very That is very, very nice of you. Yeah, I really so. appreciate yeah. that. Wow. See, I love it here. Yeah. Well, we, we love, love it here. having you here, and uh, here's to another great year together, and, well, and we're going to do it again you. right after the first of the year. After the first of the year. January uh, 2nd, we'll be back. And, and let me again mention that, that we, uh, we do encourage you to participate in this. Uh, one thing that I do miss uh, when you're on the air, as I was for 26 years doing the morning show, that it's an immediate give and take, and you have immediate feedback from what you're doing. And this is a little more complicated, but it's worth a try and a shot. But we'd like to depend a lot on 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 you. So, uh, oh, a lot of people say happy birthday. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. And a Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry, oh, to everybody. Have a great holiday season. And, and have a have a a, a great year. Wait, okay. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can still do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Spock. Uh, yeah, All live right. long and prosper, yeah. which is good. Yeah. So thanks, and, and have, a, have yourself a great Christmas, a wonderful Christmas. It's a great season. Yeah. We'd, oh, uh, can, can we do one more quick uh, thing? No. I was going to the legend of Holiday, Holiday Man. Man. Okay, yo, Bill, Bill Spady says he's going to play Holiday Man on the air oh, on good. Monday. Okay, so, so we'll let gonna, it go at that. He's going to end his show uh, Monday morning at uh, about 10 to 10 with Holiday Man. Okay, Holiday Man is something that, uh, well, we'll wait and let Bill do it. it right. It's on Monday morning. Yep, it, right as he's ending the show. He's going to end the show with okay, Holiday Okay, it was shortly before 10 o'clock. It's a parody that we uh, did years ago uh, uh, about the po politically correct Christmas and the outrage against it. All right. Hey, thank you, Ron. Ron DeCastro, our great general manager here. He's one of the yeah. nicest, yeah. greatest most competent people yeah. I've run into and, in all of my years. And he probably paid for the cake. <laughs> so, well, even better, I hope he Ron. comes and gets a piece of the cake. <laughs> hey, listen, again, I, I got to go, got to yeah. go. And uh, just thank you, yeah. pal, for, for your support and, and your friendship. Yeah. Appreciate And same Dan yep, and Danny. everybody. Thanks, Thanks a lot, lot buddy. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.